Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Welcome to the good news. So excited to have Michelle Ron, Miss Senior America 2004, and also teacher in with us. We're going to talk about an amazing teacher and just inspire people uh, to really inspire kids. Uh, welcome, Michelle. So oh, glad to have you in the studio. Such a, such a treat to be here with you, Angie. You just radiate God's goodness, and I love it. Oh, Thank you. So sweet. No, All right, sweet. So nothing. It's true. Rescuing, rescuing Ruby. So Lenny Saunders is going to be on in just a minute. And this is a really neat Christian mom who homeschools a lot of kids. And her daughter and her husband were on a trip, and uh, they were working with uh, orphans, and uh, their daughter came to her dad and said, Daddy, you got to come right away. There's one that's dying. Mm. And it was a baby, but not a baby. She wasn't a baby anymore, but she still only weighed six pounds. And she was literally like, might not have made it through the night. Mm-hmm. And the book is called Rescuing Ruby. Okay. Well, you can imagine who Ruby is. Mm-hmm. Ruby was the baby that did not die. So not only have they rescued Ruby, but I understand that there is a little boy... Oh, they've got two more adoptions that's going to be that they hope will be going through soon. She's going to come back. I said, you, in my pre-interview, I said you've got to come back for another um, an, an update because this uh, little baby Ruby um, was at an orphanage in Africa, and her daughter Emma, I saw in the corner this emaciated, dying little girl struggling for life. And just kind of wrapped up and just not taken care of because I just don't know that they knew how to take care of her. She, she was disabled. And so they, she said, Daddy, we have to do something. And they did. Um, it's unbelievable. Hmm. Uh, so they've adopted numerous children. This particular book does focus on Ruby, who was just over a year old and weighed barely six pounds. Oh, I just... I don't even wrap my brain around 25 that. 25 pounds is about what my, hus- my, my husband, my, my son weighed at that age. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. six pounds and a year old. And uh, so they've adopted several children now, but right now they're in the works to get a boy who my understanding is was within a very short period of aging out in China. When you reach a certain age, they won't let the child be adopted. And he's disabled in a wheelchair and no one was interested. And he was praying to have a pastor for a daddy. Hmm. And her husband is a pastor. Okay. And so I am so excited because my understanding is it looks like this is going to work out. Good. I know. Good. I know. It's a wonderful story. So uh, Lenny Saunders joining us. Uh, Good. Coming up okay. in the next segment. Okay, you and I are going to talk about Ron Clark. So just do a little introduction because a lot of people may have seen him recently because sure. there's a viral video of him <laughs> dancing with a bunch of kids, and he's got some rhythm, this Ron Clark. Oh, my goodness. This man, I can't ever imagine, sit still for anything. Uh, not not at all. But uh, I was not familiar with Ron Clark until I saw this video the, last week, which was on every show and YouTube and interview people and so forth. So I Googled him, and uh, Ron Clark... Uh, had started well he's from North Carolina he was a teacher he never stopped smiling I guarantee you that one and after teaching in a rural area for five years he moved what's funny is he was a sub 
He was oh, a really? sub, oh, and one of that. the kids looked up at him and said, "Like you know, you're going to be our teacher." And he goes, "I guess so." His mom had convinced him to sub, and he oh, didn't have a teaching degree at the time. That. Wow! But he realized he loved the uh-huh. kids that day. Right, and there's the key word because kids are every bit as into it as animals. They know if you want to be there or you don't want to be there, right. and so I'm sh- I'm sure they latched right onto him, and and he taught there for five years in North Carolina, and then he moved to East Harlem, and he was on a mission to improve the struggling schools in a tough area. Then, in 2007, he opened his academy in Atlanta. He was Teacher of the Year, and I'd have to look it up again. He was on Oprah. Right. He was on she Oprah just years ago promoted when he won him. Teacher of the Year. Right, Disney's. Yes, yeah. and they mm-hmm. actually made a movie with one of the guys from Friends about the Ron Clark story. Oh, and I didn't yeah, know no, that. I didn't see it, but I saw the trailer when I was okay. looking for a video. Okay. Now we're gonna, so now that everyone knows him, so again, the, the video went viral of him dancing with the kids, and he interviewed integrates music and movement, movement with learning. Correct. So if you're going to learn like the ABCs or like my kids, like the um, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Well, that's right. how they memorized it. Nifty, nifty United States. I mean, you can go on <laughs> and on and on. Nifty you United bet. States. You bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, but he gets up and dances with them. Right. And what's great is now he's not just teaching kids he's... because the academy is not that big. It's like 100 kids. He's teaching teachers to ke- teach kids with music and movement and fun. They have a two-story slide in there. Right. And the reporter, you're going to hear from CNN in just a minute. The reporter, when you come to the school, you have to go down the slide. I love that. And so the reporter had to go down the slide. He and incorporates so fun. Cute. He fun. incorporates fun. I want to back up to one thing that you yes. said was yes. that he has this academy. And and for all teachers who are listening out there and parents who are listening out there, there's not a teacher around that wouldn't want to be a part of this oh. wonderful program. But what he does have are a huge amount of facilities that each one of us would love. Class yes. size of 15. What teacher would not want a class, class size? size? You can handle 15. anything with a class size of 15. Oh, so, I mean, he's got some, a lot of things going, but yeah. it's his academy. Right. So he and can keep going. And he's got those 55 rules, and then he has also rules, basically life rules, teaching them Correct. about confidence and pride and self-esteem. And then there's 11, uh, excellent 11. Correct. So if we don't go over all of that, which Michelle will talk about in a minute, this is just a, a really great uh, story to learn about connecting with kids. Okay. And, you know, when you when you love them, when you care about them, they buy what you're selling. So let's listen to part one of a little story about Ron Clark, the teacher. Okay. This isn't a music class or choir. It's language arts class. Yet these middle school students are singing about possessive nouns. Singing a grammar lesson is just one of the non-traditional teaching methods you'll find in classrooms at Ron Clark Academy. It's a lot different from the first classroom Ron Clark walked into 15 years ago in North Carolina. This kid looked down and he said, is you going to be our new teacher? And I was like, I guess so. He was only there because his mom convinced him to fill in as a substitute. He had a college degree but no teaching license and no desire to become a teacher. But that day changed his life and taught him a lesson that has shaped his teaching philosophy. You can't teach the way that we used to teach kids. I mean, these kids have iPods and video games and movies and all this stuff that's going on, and they're text messaging. You can't just bring kids in and have them sit down and expect them to stare for an hour. 
oh, there's more we're going to play. But just that part right there gets you excited to and be part of it. And did you notice, did you notice, and I'm positive that every single person out there that was listening right now started moving. Because yes. you, everybody responds to a beat like that. And you don't, you can imagine how kids respond to that. They do. And uh, more power to him. He's got them going. I just uh, am so impressed by him, and I I just I'm glad that my my kids go to Cherry Creek, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm glad they incorporate some of this. They have brain breaks, and so when I'm in there volunteering, there's one that's like you know you know hey hot dog hey what hey something hey something pop seco pop pop seco pop seco right. you know what it, you move so, you and, learn it and so they start dancing mm-hmm. and so that they're not necessarily teaching my 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 kids something in the song but they're giving their brain a break and they call it a brain break correct and i'm also going to change that word dancing into movement yes um, because there are a lot of kids out there that cannot uh that are not sp- allowed to dance and oh, so therefore it's uh, it, Good to, point. well this is coming from a hundred years of experience and yes. you, and so if you um every kid wants to move i don't care it, it, it they if they cannot dance they can move and they must move they must and a lot of kids learn better when they move my daughter says uh, and I, I, I played some audio recently on our show about kids who learn differently mm-hmm. and kids in a special ed class that say, when you tell me I can't move, that's the only thing I can think about. I can't learn because I'm concentrating sure. on not tapping my foot. And my daughter, um, she likes to move a little bit. Sure. And so if she likes to twirl around in the office chair while she reads to me, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she's upside down with her feet in the air while she reads to me. My husband's like, shut up. I'm like, no, she's, we're having fun. Mm-hmm. We, we might even go like out in the little playground in our backyard and she might get up and we might read up in the clubhouse or under the table. I don't care. If exactly. She's reading and having fun. I don't care if she's upside down. You notice that when he was first interviewed um, that we just heard, he said, you cannot expect kids to sit and learn. They do not. And for a gazillion years, there are kids in your classroom who have to literally stand up and move. Therefore, you know your kids well enough in that classroom. That's the key. And secondly, you provide a space somewhere in there that they can learn. If that means that you're giving some kind of a lecture, some type of thing, and that kid gets up, he knows that he has permission to walk over and to that area that he is best able to learn. And you've already arranged that with that kid. Kids must move. I love it. Well, they move around in my, my kid's classroom to different parts of the classroom to learn, which is kind of mm-hmm. neat and bring in different people. Um, but I don't know that they sing and learn. Right. You know, I, I think that, that, right. that that's unique. And these kids get up on their desks if they want yeah. and dance the answers yeah. out. I mean, how fun is that? Right. And he he lets him, his essential 11 thing are really fun because he encourages creativity, adventure. I mean, how many kids want to go on adventure? Of course we do. Yes, Reflection. I love you know, coming back, reflect, you know, how did you think about that? Or what did you think? Or um, can you ex- tell me and express your feelings about what you just heard? Balance. Everybody needs a balance in their life. So, yes, up on this, up on those desks to learn, great. But we also need to be balance and be, yes. be re- focused oh, got, right he here. He says he's got rules. Yeah, and exactly. I, I saw in one of the, um, in a longer piece on 55 him. 55 rules. Oh, he does not mess around. 
like he, he he makes these kids believe in themselves because he believes in them right. and their tears when these kids talk about um, especially the Harlem kids right. uh, about how he believed in them when no one else did and they thought they were nothing and they were worthless and he said you're not mm-hmm. and then he ended up bringing up to a level where they were excelling academically mm-hmm. one girl the mom's like she, my girl's gifted like are you kidding me right you know don't don't feed her those dreams she's not gonna be anything uh, important he's like no she's gifted mm-hmm. and uh, I just love that they had tears in their eyes talking about him but when it came to discipline he doesn't mess around no and kids respond to that yeah kids respond they will if they respect you and they are willing to learn for you they will abide by the standards that you have set set and but they must be realistic goals special needs children will respond they must be realistic to the goal of what they can accomplish and that's what he's done he's used In my opinion, as I was looking up his information and so forth, he's used all the common sense stuff that we know. We know we should use humor. We know we should teach a child to look us in the eye. We know all these things, and yet those are the things that are being left alone because there's so much content in a subject. There's so much we have to... But until you establish those basic, basic things, you will not learn, and he knows that. I love it that he's focusing on teaching teachers how Correct. to teach because it's working what he's right. doing all right let's listen again michelle ron is here yep. uh, she is has a passion for teaching how long when did you retire from teaching oh it seems like 100 years ago it's been it's been 16 16 years oh, ago long crazy? time long time all right so um, ron clark has the ron clark academy he was teacher of the year he was on oprah he's gone viral lately dancing with his kids on a video then he's all over the news mm-hmm. and uh, here's part two Clark Academy is different. You notice that immediately upon walking in the front door and are greeted by a two-story electric blue slide. And it's not just for the kids. Every visitor to the school is required to get slide certified. Clark and Kim Bearden co-founded the private middle school in a rough Atlanta neighborhood in 2007. They kept it private so they'd be free to experiment. Tuition to the school is about 18 grand a year, and just about all of the 100 or so students are on scholarships. And though there are only about 100 students enrolled, Clark says his real mission is teaching teachers. When teachers come to our school, they see color, life, and energy, and they see students that are on fire, students that want to learn. Every kid's sitting up, paying attention. The kids are raising their hands, and the teachers are just electric. We're using music and energy, and it's hands-on, and there's art and color and extremely high expectations. All right, y'all, you have a test on that tomorrow. Practice for After a visit to his school, Clark hopes teachers will take what they learned and implement it in their own classrooms across the country, leading to what Clark calls a revolution in education. When we sing these songs, it actually helps us to remember. And even though education reform can seem like a big, expensive, and complex problem, Clark doesn't think the solution is big, expensive, or complex at all. People just need to listen to me. <laughs> I, wish, I wish the government would just listen and people would say, you know, he knows what he's talking about. And <laughs> is that oven, simple? It's that simple. It is that simple. And any teacher will tell you, they, we know this works. We know this works. One thing I love about what I watched immediately from him is that emotions are contagious. And you and I have talked about that. We've oh, talked yeah. about a toxic person. Oh, we yeah. talked about the person you want to be around. Kids 
are they they read into that and we talked about emotional contagion where it just means that you catch somebody's emotions so just by being around them that's what they're doing with him and you know i try so hard because when it's cloudy you know you sure. you're, you're in florida for most of the winter you're just back visiting right now when it's cloudy and oh, cold it, it affects, affects me yeah. and i start to get kind of low but the fruits of the spirit i'm supposed to have that regardless of what what the outside is doing mm -hmm. you know so i'm really working this year on making sure that i do let my light shine brightly for the lord to glorify him in heaven even when i don't feel that great let's listen to part okay. three let me hear y'all. It all involves with the teacher. You can talk about the state government, you can talk about principals, superintendents. It all, it all comes down to finding passionate people who want to teach. We have to give teachers more freedom, trust them more, and allow them to use their own creativity to fire up their students in the way they know that they need to be. Good job, y'all. That is perfect, okay? His results can be measured with the enthusiasm you see in the hallways and classrooms and on standardized test scores. His students posted major gains in practically every subject and scored in some cases in the top 70, 80, and 90 percentile compared to other students in the country. But perhaps the biggest place his success shows is on the faces and in the hearts and minds of these students. Um, our motto at the school is like, there's no room for fear. So I've learned to put myself out there and just get what I get. Not only does it teach you how to be academically great, but it teaches you how to be a global citizen and a global leader. Love it. Mm -hmm. I just see it. I want to go there and learn. Oh, goodness sakes. And what parent wouldn't want to learn from this guy? I mean, goodness, I love his, one of his quotes. He says, I think sometimes we take things for granted when we're dealing with kids. We're constantly telling them to behave or to be respectful, but we're not taking the time as parents or teachers to show them exactly what we expect step by step. He is physically showing them. He's, he's, incorporating this movement he's doing the movement with them he doesn't expect them to do what he's not doing and i think oh, so just, many times he gets right up there what's funny is i thought well he's got rhythm some of these other teachers <laughs> don't no he gets all these ladies that are like you know moms getting up yep. there get, getting their groove on and they do it in their own way and it works michellearon.com yes, he's got a relationship with those kids <laughs> all right so great to have you back thank uh, you stick around lenny saunders next rescuing ruby the most amazing story they walk into an orphanage and in the corner is a one-year-old baby that weighs six pounds and they did rescue Ruby. The story is amazing. Next on The Good News. Connect with us on Facebook and 810klvz.com. Hi, it's Angie. Would you like to have a bigger business or grow your nonprofit and make more money for your charity? I would love to help you. If you like the good news, if you believe in what we do, we work with our sponsors personally. And I have friendships. I know everyone that works on the good news as an advertiser myself. And so I would love to help you build your business. And I would love to have you help support the good news if you enjoy it. And I love to work with nonprofits, as you know. So please contact me if you have questions. And News at gmail.com. Again, it's News at gmail.com if you'd like to partner with the good news. 
Do you ever feel like you're just searching for a church and you just can't find the right one? Well, I must have looked for about 10 years. I have to tell you, I've never been so excited to go to church. I feel that Pastor John Moreland, my pastor, that's you, John, um, has a real gift for teaching. And there's so much love in that church. And I've never felt more welcome. And I have to tell you, Pastor Moreland, I just... I, I love going to church now. I learn something every week, and, I, and I, I just feel so blessed by you. It makes me cry. Well, I'm humbled to hear you say that. Denver Christian Bible Church is about two things. One, we want to make genuine connections with people, and two, we want to genuinely connect those people to Jesus. Thursday night, we connect. You can go to dinner. You get to know people. And then on Sundays, I just feel like it's a time of getting together and learning, and I feel I'm always hugged. I've never been hugged so many times in my life by people who are really happy to see me there. And so I feel like I'm growing, but I also feel like I have a support system at Denver Christian Bible Church. So if people would like to come, how do they reach you, Pastor Moreland? Please go to our website. You can download our sermons for free and find out where we are, denverbible.org. All right, you want to be healthier, right? What if you could get a free health assessment and you could get a number that would let you know, hey, I am really in bad shape, or hey, I'm doing really <laughs> great. Well, we've got one for you. It's a free health assessment. It's 100 questions, and Dr. Joe Arve is here. And Dr. Joe, how do we uh, take this health assessment? Basically, just send me your first name and your last name and your email address, and we'll email this lifestyle risk questionnaire to you. And what it does, it's 100 questions, and it analyzes how you're living, how you're eating, what you're doing, to whether your health is going the the right way or the wrong way and it gives you a score and then based on that score we can go to work on making lifestyle choices diet changes things you can do every day to get that score down and get your health moving in the right direction and so you can call me at 303-349-6011 and leave me a message and i can get you plugged in that way or you can text me at the same number 303-349-6011 or go to spinegeek.com and contact us and we'll get a hold of you there and we'll make it happen but it's a free assessment and it's going to be awesome for you 810 KLVZ, Brighton, Denver, and the entire Front Range. Online at klvz.com. A Crawford Broadcasting Station. Welcome back to the good news. You know, I love this job because so many of my friends uh, and people that I've met through 20 years in the TV and radio now news business refer good news stories to me. So one of the moms at my school said, Angie, um, you have to interview my friend Lenny Saunders. She wrote this beautiful book, Rescuing Ruby. And uh, of course, Lenny, when I get a, um, a recommendation from a friend that I love and respect, I have to do the interview. So welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much, Angie, for having me. Well, first of all, let's tell everyone what the book Rescuing Ruby is about. Uh, in June of 2011, my daughter and husband were leading a missions team in Africa, and they went to an orphanage that we'd been to many times before. And in the corner of the room, my daughter, who was about 19, 18 at the time, found um, a little girl dying, emaciated, literally skin and bones. My husband's thumb matched her thigh. And uh, she was, it turns out, she was over a year old and she weighed just six pounds. I'm looking and, at a picture of her and it looks almost like she has already died in the picture. Yeah. She is so thin, so tiny, so emaciated. It looks like she's moments away from dying. And that's your picture of your, of your daughter holding her, I take it. Yes, that's her. Um, that's the first picture I ever saw of her. And so my daughter came running to my husband and said, Daddy, we have to do something. This one's dying. Oh. And so we have definitely a passion for the orphan. Um, that same daughter now is a missionary. She has a home for special needs orphans in uh, Uganda. And she has 27 kids in her care. And she started it. She founded it. And we just have a real heart for kids, for orphans, and particularly for special needs orphans. So um, this little girl... 
my husband started immediately with my daughter advocating for care for her and doing everything they could. He went to uh, ask the director if he could possibly take her for testing. We assumed from, uh, not that I was there, but they assumed that she had hydrocephalus, which is water on the brain. As it turns out, she has a very rare form of it called multiloculated hydrocephalus, where most people with hydrocephalus have one place with water in the brain. Uh, Ruby has over 14. So in an, before long, the director asked if we would be willing to adopt her. And um, so it is literally Ruby's story getting out of Africa is one that only God could have written. It's an amazing story because he truly rescued her. And if anybody read the story, reads the story, they will definitely understand that like, whoa, only God got her out. And so, so Lenny, let's let's just take a step back when, you know, when they said, do you want to adopt this baby that is like, I mean, you don't even know if the baby will make it through the night. She's a year old. She weighs six pounds. You can tell that she's dying. Uh, and let's just take it back a moment because you have quite a few children. So how many kids do you have? How many adopted? How many biological? Well, actually, we're in the process. We just got our paperwork approved. We are in the process of adopting number 13 and 14. So you'll have 14 total or 14 yeah. adopted. 14 total and 11 of those are adopted. And our three births are just kind of mixed up in the pile. Got it. Mixed up in the pile. Okay. So at this point in time, uh, the, the director says, do you think you'd consider adopting this baby that's a year old, weighs six pounds? And you're trying to figure out at this point, um, your daughter uh, holding the baby and, and your husband, how to just get her to make it through the night. So then where do you go? Um, well, we had to finish the paperwork on the American side. And I went back. It Actually, we prayed and prayed and we were so, my husband did everything he could to pass the word along to people saying, if you, um, if you come in, please, because there's volunteers who will come regularly to, uh, you know, sporadically, but regularly to the orphanage and just pleading with them to pass the word along. This one needs extra care. And please, will you just see to it that you pass the word to the next person? So by God's grace, Ruby survived until I got there and it took about two and a half months to come back with the paperwork. So at that point, she was uh, she was still in very serious condition. I actually took her to a missionary hospital and she had her first brain surgery while I was there in Africa with her at the missionary hospital. Oh my goodness. All right. So um, now you're uh, you're faced with this situation of the adoption, but then you're trying to find out what's going on with Ruby and whether or not she can be saved, correct? True. Yes. Um, her situation was so tentative. The doctors, it's, she just has such a rare form and she had had, had brain infection after brain infection. She also has uh, quadriplegic cerebral palsy. They also had diagnosed her with cortical blindness. So she's, so she's blind and the uh, she's uh, quadriplegic, you said, so she can't walk or use her arms? Uh, well, she can move them, but she has like no, uh, every bit of care for her it has to be done by us. So let's just go to the blunt honesty of this. If she's in this orphanage and they've got other kids to take care of, they it, it appears as though they may have been just letting her die. Well, yeah, I would say that would be probably a, f the thing is, they. it's not that they don't care. It's right. just there's 40 other kids who are mobile two-year-olds and one-year-olds that they're chasing and taking care of that there isn't that's why my daughter has the orphanage there because their special needs in many countries are thought to be children that are cursed so there is much abuse towards them and that that initiates right there a whole set of circumstances where um, like the kids that have in my daughter's home, many of them have been severely abused. Ruby herself was se severely abused besides having the physical ailments because, um, because of the cursings that are thought to be there. So it's a matter of really working with the mindset of people that kids with special needs are just genetic 
you know, um, complications that their value is immense to God, just as valuable as the Nobel Peace Prize winner. Their well, value. And I know that now you're in the midst of uh, adopting your 13th and 14th. So please, no, do not worry about noise in the background. We understand you have a lot of kids, so do not have any anxiety or stress over that. We understand. So in terms of Ruby, you said that it was definitely God who got her out of the country. And um, so how is she doing now? What's going on? Obviously, Rescuing Ruby ended up in a, a book, but you've rescued numerous children. So let's first start with how Ruby's doing and how you got her out of the country and adopted her. Well, she um, there it was just the, the story after story of complications and serious circumstances. But God just was able to um, forge through as he always does because he's so, so faithful. And I think the thing that with bringing Ruby home, like before, not even three weeks before our Emma found Ruby, I was on the phone with somebody and they happened to just pose the question, if, if somebody came to you with a baby right now, what would you say? Would you, would you want to adopt a baby? And at that point, um, I was uh, 53. My husband was 57. And I just said, ah, oh, no, I think my baby days are pretty over. I'd pass it along, you know, to someone who was younger. We love toddlers and up and here before long in three weeks, I was literally begging God that he would allow us to be the ones who would bring her home. And it was not initially the director did not ask my husband. He, she just, um, it, he had come back to the States. He landed. And that's when she asked him, um, through an email, if he would be willing to, if we would be willing to adopt her. So, um, so here I was begging God to, and we just consider her Angie, the greatest thrill in the whole world to this couple who are clearly should be empty nesting. We are enamored with this little one. So the thing is when in Uganda, um, they saw that she was, uh, her health was very complicated. They actually, they had said to the director after my husband had left and re- was returning to the country be prior to the email asking if we wanted to adopt her. They had said that there was no point in feeding her. Doctors had looked at the scans that my husband had taken her for and said there was no point that she would never do anything. So the reason they said that was because, which I um, tell in the book, is that in her MRI, there is no brain visible at all. And so um, there is uh, there is little hope, medically speaking, for kids with no brain visible, except we have a huge God who loves the orphan as much as he loves anyone else. And he yeah. loves the broken bodied orphan as much as he loves anyone else. Mm-hmm. And it's clear with how God has moved on Ruby's life. So that little one who was told she would never do anything, she can say four words. She can sign four words, and she hums over 30 songs. Oh, my goodness. That's if we, we watched The Sound of Music for the first time. We hadn't watched it in years. We happened to put it on. She loves music. We watched it one time. We have no soundtrack for it or anything. We watched it one time. About two hours after it was ended, she was humming, you are 16 going on 17. I mean, like, she'd heard it one time. That is a testimony to what God can do because he loves the orphan. He loves, he longs for the orphan to be in families. God's word says in Psalm 68, 6, he sets the lonely in families. And Ruby just needed somebody who'd say, I, I want you. And look what God has done. And he'll do that for, all, for others all across the world. That's his heart. His heart is for the orphan. We're orphanless until we come to know Jesus Christ as our Savior. So Ruby was diagnosed with cortical blindness. Well, guess what? 
that little girl is no longer has cortical blindness. It is a medical miracle. Not to mention the 30 songs. Her neurosurgeon here, she's had four more brain surgeries. She's had a total of five now. Her neurosurgeon here is in awe of what God has done. There is no explanation other than God. For her to be able to hum with no brain visible, for her to now see, she sees, she does not have 20-20 vision, she has low vision, but she will reach for anything. She, she'll she grab a toy. She she is amazing, absolutely amazing. And then her body, that's is still she still has to have 24-hour care, but she can roll. She raises up. Oh, she squeals. She loves being at people. She loves people. One of her favorite things is friends, and she signs mm. friends. We will, her, I'm serious, every bit of her life. She is the UCP ambassador. So if you're in central Arizona and you go into a um, Circle K, you will see Ruby's picture there. And I just think, who would have ever guessed when she was abandoned, dying in a garden in Uganda, that one day she would be a UCP ambassador who spreads the hope that only comes in Jesus Christ around. Like who who would ever guess? Yeah. No one. Except God. Unbelievable. Well, and you obviously have an unbelievable heart for children. You mentioned being in your fifties. How old is Ruby now? She is five. And okay. she can she will hold up her finger hands. If you ask her hold, she she'll hand her hold up her holy hand. <laughs> She's five. So. I'll show you that she's five. Okay, so let's talk about, um, you know, I know your daughter, Emma, obviously has a heart for children as well because she has her own orphanage now that she, uh, uh, you know, helps children herself. Um, let's talk about where this started with you and your husband. I know you're both involved in ministry. And then I want to talk a little bit more about Emma. If you're just joining us, uh, we're speaking with uh, Lenny Saunders about her book, Rescuing Ruby, um, finding Ruby um, weighing just six pounds at the age of a year, basically not even going to make it through the night. And their daughter, who was 18 at the time, uh, said, Dad, we've got to save this one in the corner. You know, she's dying. And now she's one of your uh, 14 children. You're in the midst of adopting your 13th and 14th. So when did the adoption start? How did the Lord call you and lead you in into the you know uh, world of adoption? Well, as a little girl, believe it or not, um, I had one doll, and it was a black doll, and um, and it was um, my grandma had bought it for me when I was two, and I just believe that even those kinds of things, God is beginning to prepare people's hearts. We never know the influence it will have. And all I ever wanted from the time I was little was a very um, multinational family. That's just was my dream. When I was about seven, I used to dream about having a little boy um, from the from Asia. So when my husband and I were married, he um, we actually began an adoption. I got pregnant subsequently after, which was um, not really, I mean, we were, we were thrilled, but um, so anyway, the first, as soon as I had that little one, um, we went back to our adoption. And so our first one that we adopted is was 30 years ago, and it was a boy from Korea. So we've been adopting for 30 years. And um, so, and we have seven grandchildren. Our oldest five are married, and we have seven grandchildren. And of our seven grandchildren, three of them are adopted. Well, I'm looking at a picture of your family because I went onto your Facebook page as well. And I can't believe Ruby's like got chubby cheeks now. I know. I know. She totally has chubby cheeks. She um she does not look like the same baby at all. And in that picture on my Facebook profile or my cover photo, she's leaning over. That's her way of saying, like, I'm really bored. Can we do something else? <laughs> totally. Like seriously, can you picture it? Like just- Yes. So anyway, um, no, Ruby is, she has friends around the world. I have a blog that's quite popular and literally people around the world love Ruby and they have prayed her into the healing 
that she has through through Christ. Well, I love what you put on the picture with all the kids and like stair steps down. It says, before you ask, we are their mom and dad. They're all ours and they're all real brothers and sisters. And they're, you know, multicultural, multinational, as you put it. Yes. Yes. Uh, so from all over the world. And let's talk about, obviously, this had an impact on uh, your own children, your three biological children out of the 14 kids you have. And daughter Emma, let's talk about what she's doing now. Well, it's kind of funny. The three adopted kids we have are, uh, I mean, three adopted grandchildren, which we call them grand treasures. The three adopted are have been adopted by our kids that are bio. So to me, that's clearly says because I think sometimes people have this weird idea that like oh I wouldn't want to like cause my kids to have a problem or whatever with you know and it's like no you open your heart the way God intends us to really live and he just does miraculous things across the board our oldest daughter is birthed and she has two kids um two little black boys who are absolutely adorable, one from Uganda and one from the States. And then she has a blonde haired kid in the middle. (laughs) And um, so anyway, and then uh, Emma also is in the process of adopting a little boy from Uganda. And so the ones like the the oldest boy we have, they're intending to adopt from the Philippines. He's uh, he was the one adopted from Korea and he's married to a Filipino girl. And their heart is to adopt from the Philippines because that's where she's from. And so um, every one of our kids intends to adopt. So far, everyone wow. intends to adopt. So I think we're going to have that one of the coolest looking family pictures ever. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? Oh, I my goodness. So, so what what happens, though, when like, okay, so there might have been some instances at Ruby, for instance, where maybe you're called to adopt, you know, a child, and it's not easy. It's not, and you're going to have challenges. It's going to be complicated, lots of surgeries, medical issues. Um, even you said initially, because you were in your 50s and so was your husband, that you weren't interested at on your own in adopting a baby. So when God calls you to do things that are, that are really difficult, as he sometimes does, I, I think um, to the scripture about how God calls you to, you know, that Jesus said to the crowd, uh, basically, you know, to we need to pick up our cross and uh, follow him and deny ourselves um, and p- pick up our cross daily. And to me, that's sacrifice. But a lot of us are like, ah, that cross is heavy. I don't want to deny myself, you know, me first. And so obviously you guys have um, denied yourselves and picked up your cross daily, but it's not easy. So what do you do when you feel like God's calling you to do something and you're like, that's super tough? Well, I think the thing, it's all perspective. Because I think that when God calls us, he calls us because it's for our best. Mm-hmm. And so if we look at it as like, this is for our best, like, I, I, I don't know, I look totally the other way, the uh, the opposite side, where it really is just for our best. And so um, it was never an issue. I, I'm telling you, we were begging God to allow her to come home to us. So it wasn't a matter of when he called us. It was like, yeah, we couldn't wait because we just saw her as, I don't know, a treasure of treasures. And that's why we named her Ruby. We think she's a precious gem from the heart of God. Wait, but hold on. Hey, had she been named already? No, 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 no. Her name was totally different at the orphanage. Okay, okay. So we named her Ruby. Just like the little, one of the two that we're bringing home, we're bringing home a 13-year-old boy in a wheelchair. He's about to age out in China. He's been praying for a family. He accepted Christ years ago, and he's been praying for a family. He ages out May 4th on his Wait, fourth- what do you mean ages out? He can no longer be adopted. When a child in China reaches 14, they can no longer be adopted. And so he has told people he knows God's heard his prayer and he is going to answer. And here um, they just changed, China changed the regulations last January. And um, 
And so anyway, um, that was just the best news to us. The regulations were that we were too old before, but now we're not. And so we're bringing home this handsome 13-year-old, and um, he just found out about two weeks ago that he has a family coming. And we were privy to the pictures of him seeing us for the first time in in pictures. And um, the joy on his face is incredible, absolutely incredible. And... Um, so anyway, he's in a wheelchair, so we'll have two in wheelchairs. And then we, the little, um, the other one we found recently, she is a three-year-old with heart disease and Down syndrome. And so we named her Pearl because we think every ruby needs a pearl. Oh, that's so we'll have two little, two little gems um, who will we call them lifers. We have another daughter who also is a lifer, and you know. We just don't really ever want to be empty nesters. We think that regardless how life takes, whatever bumps and turns it takes, we want our home always filled with with kids who have needs because really each of us just have a need. We just have a need to belong. Yeah. I love that, Lenny Saunders. No wonder my friend Brianne, who attended your husband's church at one time, thought you guys would be a fantastic interview. I'd love to have you back on the good news, Lenny. I want to make sure people can find Rescuing Ruby and find out more about you and your family. So where do they go for more info? Um, Well, actually, um, Rescuing Ruby is on Amazon. It's available both in... uh book form and Kindle. And, um, and then also they can find me, um, at the blog I write, which is place called simplicity.com, which is kind of funny. Cause there's the, my, my husband jokes. The only thing simple about our lives is the name of the blog. But anyway, <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> we say we, my, my motto is living simply to please Jesus by simply loving one another. Well, I'm telling you, Lenny, your your life will never be simple, but looking forward to following you and having you back on the show again. What a blessing to have you on. Lenny Saunders, Rescuing Ruby. Thank you so much. God bless. Thank you so much. Pleasant to your ears, rejuvenating to your soul. 810 KLVZ, where love lives. Your next shopping trip could change the lives of some very special people right here in Colorado. When you shop at ARC Thrift Stores, you'll not only save money, but you'll also give back to our community by helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, just like these ARC ambassadors. A lot of people, they have misconceptions about people with disabilities. A lot of them think that we can't do things that other people can do, and that's just not true. We can do what other people can do. It may take us a little bit more time to do it, but we can. We're just like any other human being. We have feelings and we have emotions, and if given the chance, we can shop. And I think that ARC has done a very good job at showing that. I like it there, and it helps me out to learn about reading off the labels and stuff. I like helping out different people, a lot of different people I help out. Find the ARC store near you at arcthrift.org. It's nonprofit, and it's a great company to work for and a great place to shop. And remember, every Saturday, you get 50% off most items in the store. It's now or never to make your dreams for your business come true. And Carrie Conley at Infinite Nation can help you reach them. She knows from personal experience that when you have a clear vision for your business, you can create infinite success. To start you off on the right foot, her Vision is Victory event is coming up on January 15th and 16th in Phoenix, Arizona. At this spectacular event, Carrie will teach you all you need to know to make your dreams a reality such as creating achievable and measurable goals, clarifying your business's vision, and more. You'll walk away feeling inspired and knowing that you can achieve all of those goals you thought were out of reach. 
you'll also become a part of a very supportive community of other people with the same dreams. Don't let your fear stop you from doing what you want to do. Make a positive change in your life today. Are you ready? For more information on the Vision is Victory event and to buy your tickets, go to InfiniteNation.com. I've learned so much from the women of America who have shared the stories of their pain and suffering, who've shared with me how they were pressured into abortions by boyfriends or parents. Alan Parker is looking for true justice. It is also the greatest honor I've ever had in my life to represent Norma McCorvey and Sandra Kana. They are continuing to fight to reverse the injustices that they were used as pawns to bring to America. And they recognize their role and they've repented of it, but they both live for the day that abortion is made illegal in America. Three decades later, the issue is still about life. These ladies are courageous American heroes. Life from the very beginning is sacred. For more information, please call 1-800-THE-LETTER-A-FAMILY. No need to wait until Sunday to sing your favorite worship songs. Join in right here on 810-KLVZ, where love lives. Welcome back to the good news. You know, Dr. Joe, I'm inviting people to your big event, your best year yet. And I'm letting my friends know it's not about weight. I'm not saying you're fat. I'm saying, Dr. Joe, <laughs> just how to have our healthiest year ever. Well, you're going to be there, too, and teach us as well. Yes, I, I may be. just, like, give you the wheel and say, just run with it, Angie. Oh, Three right. hours of Angie. You know, here's the thing. You know, look around, and I realize that this, the fact is that 15 pounds of weight gain. Now, people say, oh, that's not much. But if you gain 15 pounds over the next year or two years or three years, that doubles your risk of type 2 diabetes. Okay. Yes. And if you gain 22 pounds, which is seven more pounds, you, you increase your risk of heart attack by 75%. So, Did you just say 15 pounds increases your risk of diabetes how much percent? It doubles your risk doubles your risk of type 2 diabetes. Oh, that's depressing. So how many of us are weighing what we weighed when we graduated from high school or college? You and my husband. Or in our 30s, you know? Not Jorge. You know? <laughs> no, he's not me. We're so just giggling. we have to be careful. So it's not about weight loss, but it's being at a weight that doesn't kill you. Right. Or rob you of your future with right. your children or grandchildren. Which doesn't necessarily mean skinny. It doesn't, it doesn't mean, mean skinny. where you are right now couldn't be healthy, but you might be thin and super unhealthy. I want you at your ideal weight. But we're Americans, right? So how many TV shows are on right now about the biggest loser? Lose weight. If you lose weight, you're happy. Right. I, and like I always say, all, all that really means is that you're just going to weigh lighter. You're going to need a smaller coffin. It doesn't really mean you, you're going to li live a better life or anything. So more than our perfect weight, you want us at our perfect health. I want you at a weight where your heart's not attacking you. Your hormones aren't killing you. You, your mind's not shutting you down. You sleep through the night. You can get up, and if your child's in the middle of the street, you can run after them. Or if, right. if, you know, I want to be you, you at your best. Wait, you. can I just say this? A little claim to fame. I did sprints and raced my six-year-old, which you know doesn't sound real impressive. She's six, and I know that you could beat her. But she said, "Wow, you're still really fast. Is this okay for you? Will you hurt yourself?" See? Because she was like, why are you so fast? Like, you're old. Are you okay? Say, because I am, because I'm healthy. I'm not old. I'm not old. And so that's the thing. And so whether it's whether you're not ha or people aren't happy with their weight, you know, or because they don't feel strong. So we're going to lose weight, you're gonna lose be weight. healthier, have more energy, sleep better, get rid of the sugar cravings, yep. and just feel young again. And create the best year yet. And you know how you create the best year how? yet? 
you create a better day. Each day. Each day. We're going to take it one day at a time. time. So each day, when you leave there, you're going to leave there literally each person with a worksheet, a blueprint, a war plan, if you will, on how to have a better day. Not a perfect day. Not a day crammed with things that you know you're never going to get done. Okay, I'm going right. to pray for two hours. I'm going to juice. You know, I'm only going to yeah. eat vegetables. I'm going to be on the treadmill for an hour. That does not going to – no, 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 no. Organic not, soup every morning for breakfast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So – but it is, though, okay, how can I think better today? How can I eat better today? How can I find time for exercise? Well, it's just six minutes. How can I learn how to avoid – sabotaging my plan by avoiding toxins and that you eat too and put on your skin yeah and then what's the one thing that i can do that will give me 10 times more powerful more effectiveness and that's your nerve system because oh, okay. it's the one thing that runs everything yes and so by creating a better day one day at a time in a week you've had seven better days in a month you've had 30 better, better days. days and you're going to notice 5 10 15 20 pounds off of you if you really commit yeah. to simply one day at a time. Because trying to have the best year, they say that most about 45% of Americans set resolutions. Well, by July, only 8% even remember them. And so we're not into that. We're into having a better day. And so uh, it's going to be on uh, January 30th in North Glen at St. Stephen's Lutheran Church. Um, and again, the tickets to these events, I've seen that I've seen people charge over three hundred dollars for these tickets. Right. But here's what we're doing. For any of your callers that call in, 303-349-6011. Again, 303-349-6011. And this is for you, Angie, for your listeners. First seven callers, two free tickets. Okay? And so that's what we're gonna do. It's gonna be an amazing day. You're gonna be there, I'm gonna be there, and we're gonna show you how to get control of your life to have the best year yet by having the be a better day. I've got two friends coming already, and I just posted it on my Facebook page. So um, thank you for the free tickets for my listeners, my friends. Again, the phone number. 303-349-6011. Excellent. Can't wait. I'm excited to co-host with you. All right. Thanks for listening to The Good News. Let's make it the best year ever. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.